If you're part of the law enforcement family, this is your show. Here we talk about all things Leo family life. The good, the bad, the funny and the sad, and everything in between. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over a hundred thousand podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's create something great together. Following the link in the show's notes, let's Buzzsprout know that I sent you and you get a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan and it helps support our show. So join Buzzsprout today and let's get your podcast launched. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Blue Family Unity. As always, I'm your host, Elsa Kurt. So last episode, I shared with you that I was anticipating the birth of my granddaughter, and I am so excited and happy to tell you that she has arrived, and we are madly in love with her, and life is wonderful, except for one crazy thing that just happened about five minutes before doing this episode. I bent over to, uh, well, to my right to pick something up off the floor. And it's, a, it's like a little shelf base metal. I just stabbed myself in the eye with it. Uh, hence these glasses, because if you're watching this, if you're listening, you have no idea what I'm talking about at all. But there's a little metal shelf thing to my right. And it's just the base for the shelf. So it's basically like a sword sticking out of the wall, essentially. And it is right at eye level. And uh, yeah, so that just happened. Uh, Knocked my contact right out of my eye. And um, yeah, it's pretty painful right now. But we're going to go on with the show and we're going to get this done. And then uh, who knows, maybe I'll take a ride to the emergency room. Anyhow, today's episode, we're going to be talking some current events, uh, some goings on in the world. And uh, listen, here's the thing. I know that we're super saturated right now. We're overwhelmed and we are stressed to the max. So we're not going too deep. We're not going too deep. We're touching the surface of things here. We're just going to talk about uh, you know, how we feel about this stuff and uh, do a little venting, I guess. But I am going to have a special guest on a little bit later, uh, very soon, actually. And uh, her name is Nicole. Um, she's a fellow law enforcement wife. We met via TikTok. You know, that's my favorite place. That's where we met. And uh, she's a little badass. I love her. And uh, so anyhow, so we're going to talk some current events and some goings on in the law enforcement world and how it affects all of us. And I'm really looking forward to it. She's uh, she's uh, like I said, she's a tough chick. And I and I admire that about her. She's uh, she doesn't back down. And I find that very, very cool. Uh, so some of the things we're going to be talking about, we're going to talk about those vaccine mandates. We're going to talk about, uh, our, our opinions on that, and they may be different than yours and that's okay. 
but it is interesting to hear some different perspectives or I don't know, maybe Nicole and I agree on it. So we'll, we'll find out. We are going to talk about the collapse of the defund the police movement, which I find incredibly interesting and entirely unsurprising. Uh, what else are we going to talk about? Let's see. Uh, we're going to talk about those police reform bills. Always talking about it's a little bit quiet right now because they've uh, kind of moved on to to other things, but uh, we will we will talk about that a little bit, and uh, we're going to talk about the general public and police, how they feel about our our Leos and our universe. Probably no surprises for most of you listening, but uh, it's going to be a fun conversation. Uh, let's see what else can we talk about right now. In the meantime, in the meantime, we can talk about uh, well, geez, I could talk about my granddaughter all day long. That probably is not the most topical <laughs> subject. And yeah, absolutely. I am that uh, that grandmother that has uh, a billion pictures already to show anyone and everyone uh, the, the second they show even the slightest interest. But lucky for you, uh, you are listening and you don't have to deal with that. But she is absolutely the cutest baby on the planet. Uh, maybe I'm biased. I don't know, but uh, but I tend to think she is. <laughs> but baby and mom are doing fantastic. Baby, mommy, and daddy—they're all doing wonderful, and uh, they're just uh, lovely and sweet. And uh, they are in Florida, which uh, most of you already know if you've been following me at all. You know that they're in Florida. I'm here in Connecticut, and that I cannot wait to be in Florida with them all. Can't come soon enough. Of course, we're waiting on retirement. Yeah, that's going to be some really, really good times. So, yeah, so we're basically just uh, waiting a few minutes till Nicole comes in. We've got about uh, eight minutes until she joins us, and we're going to talk about all that fun stuff. And it's been some crazy times, huh? It's been uh, it's been nutty. It feels like it just never ends. It feels like it's just one thing after another, probably because it literally is one thing after another. I don't know about the rest of you, but I, I can make a pretty solid guess that we are all feeling just overwhelmed by it all and really inundated with with the craziness and the awfulness of everything. All right, so we're going to take a quick break before our guest comes on and we'll have a great chat with Nicole. See you in a minute. All right, we're going to take a quick break and come back right after this. Hey family, I am inviting you today to join me as a member of LET Unity. That is Law Enforcement Today Unity, where they are bridging the gap between civilians and civil servants. This site is amazing. It is being called the Netflix of the law enforcement community. Now, what do you get with membership? You get VIP service, which is events, promotions, and special services for members from America's most patriotic businesses. LET Unity gives back. They reinvest profits into telling the untold stories of emergency responders, vets, and patriots across America. And you get exclusive content, episodes of some of the most patriotic content in America, unique shows, podcasts, and more. You'll get unlimited access to all stories, and you'll be part of an amazing community. Today, with my code BLUEFAMILY, you'll save 10% on membership. So join L.A.T. Unity today. All right, let's get back to the show. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. We have, as promised, we have Nicole, who is a fellow L.E.O.W. 
Leo wife like me. And um, as I mentioned before, she's pretty damn badass. If you don't follow her on TikTok, you should because she is, it's the sarcasm for me, right? The letter four, yes. uh, the number, the letter four, really. The number four. Yeah. Uh, excellent. So Nicole, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. I am nervous and excited all at the same time. <laughs> it's it's, really it's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's start off with you telling the listeners a little bit about you. Uh, so my name is Nicole and I live on the West Coast. I have been an LEO wife for uh, eight years, eight or nine years now. And I'm also a LEO daughter. So this has been my life for as long as I can remember. I have a son and I currently work within a school district uh, in a bathroom. Nice. Very nice. I did not realize you are a LEO kid as well. So you grew up in this lifestyle. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Um, a little different now. <laughs> yes, but... yes. Totally different, right? <laughs> Growing up, did you um, did you have the level of awareness about at that time, of course, your 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 dad, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, your dad's job. Did you have an awareness or were you kind of sheltered from it? I had an awareness, but back then, uh, so my dad was an officer during the WTO riots and oh in Seattle, that was pretty significant. So I was aware of that when that was happening. And I was, they were pretty open with me on, you know, stranger danger and what things really are out there. I, of uh, course, I yep. was a kid, so I didn't really quite understand but now, um, and so we try to be pretty open with our son as well. Nice. Um, Your son is how old? He's nine, but he is an only child. So he okay. thinks he's one of the adults. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's yeah. My, my husband grew up the same way. Same, uh, same exact thing. Yep. Definitely thought he was one of the adults. Yeah. Mature way beyond their years, right? Yes. <laughs> or at least in at least in their own mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a good, it's a blessing and a curse, right? Sure. It's like you look at him, you're like, my, you're my child and you're nine. But sometimes you can't tell them that they really do know what's going on. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. They know more than we realize they know, that's for sure. Uh so now what so you're pretty vocal on uh, on social media on on our my beloved place TikTok. It's my favorite place to be. You are vocal on there. You don't hold back. You you let them know how you feel. And uh, so what made you start speaking out like that? Was it a, uh, a specific incident or just that that exhaustion that a lot of us feel? So uh, we live in a high uh, defunding area, very, um, I mean, there are definitely people that are pro-police, but the louder ones are the defunding ones. And I found myself not being me. I've always uh, been pretty stubborn and pretty loud about my beliefs, and I found myself hiding and kind of just burrowing in. And I was getting, I, I kept feeling like sick to my stomach and really just uh, uneasy and not comfortable. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I just, I couldn't take it anymore. I just, I was so tired of it. I don't want to say being scared, um, right. but being censored. Mm -hmm. um, I was so worried about how it would affect my son um, socially 
and also my husband's job. Um, but for myself, I, I had to do something and I downloaded TikTok and the TikTok boredom. <laughs> and yep, exactly. We're in the quarantine boredom. And um, I got power by watching people like you and others who were speaking up. And I was like, I can do this and I'm not alone. And I needed to start talking to help somebody else who's currently feeling alone. Um, and I ha- can't stop now. <laughs> Whether my husband <laughs> or not, I, um, I definitely have found my voice, especially in like the last six months. That's sure. awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Your, your, your videos are fantastic. And, uh, and that's exactly what I love about the TikTok experience too. You know, people understand like why I love it so much. And, you know, part of it is because I am a ham and, and I love being in front of the camera, but the bigger part of that is that I love the connection and I love the, I love having the ability to potentially help others in our situation and, and connecting with people like you and a lot of the other outspoken uh, Leo wives on the platform who don't hold back. And, and I really do think it does empower other spouses or significant others or just family members to say, you know what, I don't have to sit idly by. I don't have to be quiet. I can be vocal. Uh, I can do this in my own, even if I don't want to be vocal in in the way that we are, uh, it gives them the power to be less afraid of other people's opinions, negative opinions. So mm-hmm. thank you for being one of the bold ones that that come out and do that because uh, I, I think it does make a huge difference. Well, thank you. I mean, you were like the queen. I feel like you're <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And yeah, just finding a community. Like everybody talks about community and right. it's so crazy. I've connected with people who live on the opposite side of the country. Um, Amazing, isn't I- it? to them than I do people that are right next door, but it's an awesome feeling. It is, especially in our world, because in a lot of ways, it's very isolating. Um, It is hard for us to relate to non-law enforcement families, uh, which is not to say we don't have non-law enforcement family friends and and stuff. Of course we do, Uh, but it's different. They don't quite understand uh, what our day-to-day existence is or why we react uh, so emotionally to the loss of an officer that could be, you know, on the other side of the country and they don't understand that. So that's when you get to turn to your our community, our tribe, and everybody just understands. So it's it's a nice avenue to be able to go down. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, like, of course we have friends um, that are law enforcement Mm -hmm. families. They are getting less and less just because we have found that a lot of people don't want to be um, part of our lives uh, just because they know that my husband is an officer, even people who knew us before all this and have like a background and knew us to the court. They just don't, they're, they just don't understand it, I guess, or they're just listening Mm -hmm. to the media and, Um, Right. It's nice to have people who understand and just get that your husband can't be there all the time (laughs) or yeah, uh, they they can't knock on your door at 10 a.m. because he might be sleeping. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Shift work, shift work, a whole other beast. So you, you mentioned your husband. How does he feel about you being vocal? Because I know my husband is both proud and a little anxious about it. 
How about yours? All right, we're going to take a quick break and come back right after this. Hello, family, friends, and fellow patriots. If you have not joined the National Concealed Carry Association yet, then today is a great day to join. It is a community that honors the Second Amendment, our liberties as Americans, and promotes equality for all. If you go to my show's notes, you'll have a link there and you can use my discount code. So become an NCCA member today. All right, let's get back to the show. Uh, My husband is very, very private um, and very, I guess I'll use the word logical. Um, He is, he worries that it can affect our careers and Mm -hmm. that there are a lot of bad people out there that, you know, use social media to make you a victim and things like that. Uh, But we got to the point where he just doesn't want any part of it. So he knows I'm stubborn. And like I said, (laughs) and he knows I'm going to just do what I'm going to do. I'll respect his opinion. um, And I will like, I, I know I'm like standing up and saying stuff, but I, I want to make sure that he can't be held accountable for it. Right. Yeah. Um, so he doesn't watch any of my videos. He doesn't do any social media. He has zero social media. So yeah, I think it works for us. <laughs> yeah. I, listen, I totally get it. We're, we're not far apart on that. Uh, my husband, same does not understand TikTok, doesn't understand the why of it. He, you know, <laughs> I once in a while, I force them to watch a, no, I shouldn't say force. I guess that's not really fair <laughs> to say, but I kind of make him watch a video because I find myself highly entertaining and, uh, you know, he'll give a chuckle and, or, you know, tell me good job or something, but same, no interest in, in joining or participating or even watching it in general. I, he has like Facebook. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Same thing. And I, I think that's kind of typical. Like, you know, we, of course we have all our, our TikTok cops uh, on the platform, but the general uh, consensus amongst them, I think really is, is that they like their privacy, which is of course understandable. And uh, they would just simply rather not be a part of it. Well, and near us, um, I'm not sure if it's passed or if they're trying to make it a law, but Part of all our new police reform laws, um, Mm. they are trying to make it so legally they can access any officer's social media. Um, I did see that. Yep. So he's like even more glad that he does not have social media. Right. Yeah. Which is crazy. It's just insane that, you know, because they are public servants, they are essentially being treated as if they are public property. Like once they are off the, you know, and then then the contradiction of that is like, if they say, you know, it's more than a job, people are like, oh my God, it's just a job. Well, if it's just a job, let them have their private life and what they say and do in their private life should be their business and not yours. But, you know, so they want it both ways all the time. They want everything from them. And at the same time, they say that they want nothing from them, (laughs) you know? Right. And it's all, I mean, it's really all about what meets the agenda of what they want at right. the time. But the problem with the social media thing that a lot of people are ha- like speaking up about is, so now they have access to the officer's social media, but mm-hmm. they also get access to the private messages. So now mm. they have access to, uh, let's say your private messages with that officer. 
Now, do they get to access all your social media to further dig into the background of the story that they're trying to, you know, investigate? So that's like, what's a snowball effect? Absolutely. And that's a great point. And that even goes to the whole body cam controversy or a conversation. I don't know if it's necessarily a controversy, but it's a conversation. You know, they advocated and fought for the body cams for the officers to keep the officers accountable. And then, you know, that of course, as soon as it started showing the actual behaviors of people, they stopped wanting them. But the problem that, you know, a lot of people in law enforcement and even attorneys have, have come across with that is exactly what you said. So now you are recording the lives of innocent people, essentially. And because of FOI, so does that mean that anybody, you know, your neighbor can put in a FOI request for your personal, your dirty laundry, essentially? So it's like you said, it's snowballs. So when, who does this stop affecting? And you have to have people to monitor all this stuff and watch all these things. And it, it, uh, it gets crazy. There's a lot of acting before thinking when it comes to this stuff. And of course, this is another perfect example of that, that, you know, I'll tell you right now, if, uh, if they were to try and, um, you know, go into my husband's private information, like the messages, like you said, and then in turn get my messages, which by proxy or anybody else's for that matter, um, I I would pursue legal action against that. You you have no business in my private life, you know? Yeah. And uh, here we are a two person consensual state in audio recording. Um, Okay. So I don't know about some other departments, but I know my husband's department does not have body cams yet. And that's part of the uh, legal problem is that Mm -hmm. um, they're screaming for body cams, but then um, each party has to consent to being audio recorded. And um, one of the groups that is like pro body cams wants to only be able to use them if it's in favor of the defendant. Because they were oh, finding surprise. actually like um, in favor of officers a lot of times. Not to say that there's not officers that are making mistakes or shouldn't sure. be officers. I'm not saying that at all. But um, yeah, they again, it's like what meets their agenda. They want to be able to have those, but only if it works in favor of them. Right. Yep. Exactly. It is so true. You see that time and again, it's, it's, you know, it's so frustrating, but it's almost laughable too, because it's so predictable. Right. It's like, come on. Yeah, exactly. So now speaking of, you mentioned your area, which is, uh, has a lot of anti- police activity going on there. So let's talk a little bit about the collapse of the defund the police movement. Have you seen a collapse in that there? Because there's uh, so many uh, cities like, for example, Baltimore, Austin, Los Angeles, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia, all who had passed budget bills to strip away a lot of the funding for these police departments. And of course, New York City is another uh, big one for that, too. Uh, And now here we are. It's uh, essentially been approximately a year 
And the crime, surprise, surprise, has skyrocketed in every one of these cities. And they are quietly or trying to quietly refund or reallocate funds for these uh, at-risk cities. So have you seen that in your area? Yes, absolutely. So um uh, we don't live there, but uh, it's the biggest city near us in Seattle. Uh, the mayor there has conveniently said she'd like to try to reallocate some funds and find some money because they have lost over 300 officers in 2021 alone uh, due to early retirement, lateraling over, people just finding new careers. Um, mm -hmm. At the same time, our police reform laws, a lot of them have passed. Um, uh, which uh, has created a whole new um, problem system in the last couple sure. months. They just passed in the last month or two. And mm -hmm. uh, so it's all about de-escalation, right? Right. So, uh, uh, but now they're finding officers can't go to many, many calls that they really should be going to because if they go, a lot of times they're looking at escalating the situation. Right. Um, so that's causing crime to just, and yep. with the lack of officers, our response times are um, over 60 minutes in Seattle uh, a lot of times now. And mm -hmm. I see a lot of people like, oh my gosh, it's so unsafe. We need our officers back. And yeah, I, but I right. still do see, do still see a lot of signs pro defunding the police in our area. It, mm -hmm. It's an interesting dynamic here and atmosphere. Uh, it's like they see the problem and they right. know how to fix it, but they don't like the solution. So they're not mm -hmm. ready to fully admit it other than saying we need more officers. Right. Yeah, sadly, and as always the case, nobody wants to fix the problem until it directly affects them. And then that's the only time they start changing their tune. All of a sudden, you know, when their car gets broken into or they get robbed at gunpoint uh, or their home gets broken into, all of a the sudden <laughs> they, they want to see a change. And it's, you know, so sad and predictable that that's what it takes for people to realize, like, this is, you do need police, you need law and order, you need, you need protection from the chaos. You know, a lot of times they get it when it's too late. And that's a damn shame. It absolutely is. And, you know, my husband and I were talking and it was, it was hard to watch all the um, riots and defunding and things that they were screaming for, like the trainings they were yelling for. And obviously you need more money for more training, right? Right. Well, there's um, the irony again, right? Right. And then, but my husband's department had already had so like, it, it was already a requirement in our area to do most of those trainings. But mm. now, um, a lot of the departments in the area can't do those trainings, because right. they don't have the money, and they don't have the officers to be able to, you know, take off the streets. And because mm -hmm. everybody's getting mandatory overtime right now. 
Um, wow. Yeah. So he's that's like, rough. we're getting the training. They just, they didn't know what they were asking for. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, that's, and that's exactly what happens. As soon as you get the general public and uh, clueless legislators coming in who are just really trying to uh, jump on the bandwagon and they just go with whatever is popular. And it was popular to say, uh, you know, we need police accountability. And, you know, and I give, I give these people credit for their word usage, like they're, they're smart. They're smart. They know that if you use certain words, certain terms, it's going to, for lack of a better word, it's going to trigger people. So when you say we need police accountability, well, that's logical. Like that's, that's the logical state. Well, of course, police should be accountable. Everybody should be accountable. I mean, (laughs) civilians right. regular people should be accountable but as soon as you put those words together it's it in their mind in the general public's mind who has no clue what's going on it's like oh my god well that's logical of course we should have police accountability and that's you know that's how they push it through like you said 98% of the time the training is already in place it's already there so all you're doing <laughs> with your actions is taking away that that option, that possibility. Uh, the stupidity of it is mind-blowing. Yes, you say it so well. It's enough to make you crazy. It's enough to make me crazy, which is why I go on my rants half the time. <laughs> yeah, and we got to do our uh, TikTok dance to kind of like, that's our therapy, right? <laughs> it is, I swear to God, it is like the least expensive therapy, free therapy. It's it's perfect. <laughs> and, and, you know, I don't know about you, but I actually get a kick out of getting them all fired up and getting them all mad. You know, have you done any uh, live TikTok show? Have you done a live video yet or no lives? Um, I did like one that was just like, just to click on it to see. And it was oh, like sure. that. I am yeah. terrified to do a live, but I have been in your live and I've been in um, uh, Mrs. Sarge's live. Oh, and- yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, you know, the crazy thing was I was blindsided by um, the the latest. I, I've been so busy. I haven't been able to do any lives in like two, oh, two weeks, over two weeks, probably. And uh, up until I'd say like a month ago, my lives, my TikTok live videos were super quiet. I had maybe at the most 10 people come in like and that was a lot if I had 10 people come in and they were all, you know, people kind of that were already followers and we were just kind of hanging out and chit chatting about random things. And it was cool. And then I don't know what happened. All of a sudden the trolls discovered my existence, apparently. All right. We're going to take a quick break and come back right after this. Hey guys, I know how busy you are because I'm pretty busy too. So why not save yourself the trip to the grocery store and let Instacart deliver your groceries in as fast as one hour? They connect you with a personal shopper in your area to shop and deliver groceries from your favorite stores. You can shop all of your favorites in one single order. And Instacart makes it easy for you by highlighting deals to help you save money. They pick the freshest produce and keep your eggs safe too. And guess what? I know that this is a fact because I have been using Instacart for close to two years now and I have never been dissatisfied. Check it out today in my show's notes and you will get free delivery on your first order. All right, let's get back to the show. And uh, they were going batshit in all of those lives in the most recent ones. And, uh, 
it, it was like, holy shit, you people are crazy. Like the amount of venom and uh, hatred. I wasn't surprised by it because you, you see it all the time. But uh, I was surprised that just it came out of nowhere. Like, I, I don't know how or what, you know, if they had a troll meeting and they all said, hey, listen, here's a new batch of uh, TikTokers we can assault. <laughs> You know, I think that's really a hard part about all of this for me. I mean, whether it's for the police, it's for your beliefs on COVID and masks mm -hmm. or no masks or vaccine or no vaccine. Like, I think we just need to go back to the core. Like, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. I would never in TikTok or in real life just walk up to somebody and spew hate like right. I that's what I it's hard to see I I blame I love to talk in social media but I blame being home mm -hmm. on social media so much for this because I in the mass because I feel like people forget that you're mm -hmm. a person behind that screen right. and you are a person behind that mask and yes we're just people nobody wants to be hated on I mean, the trolls crack me up and it's like, it, most of them are children or people oh, yeah. who, who knows what they are in their real life. But yeah, I just, I don't understand where, I guess the fear, the boredom, the constant being in limbo of what's happening is mm. just made people like lose their minds. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my God. I know. And you know, and there is, it's like, there's these distinct categories of, of these trolls. They're, they're the ones that, you know, are probably, you know, super inundated with the corporate media news broadcast and they believe everything that they see on there. And they're so hysterical uh, about their views. And those are usually the ones that come on and not knowing a single thing about me, uh, or my platform or what I've said in the past or anything. And uh, they come on and they're like, Trumpster, uh, you're a loser, Trumpster, you anti-vaxxer. Like, and they start throwing all these, you know, crazy things out before even asking a question. Like, how about maybe just ask me my opinion? Like, if you're really, if you want to know what I think, how about ask me instead of making assumptions? And you could be certainly right, but I agree with you. It's beyond my comprehension to go into someone's live or on someone's um, Facebook post or to somebody in person and, you know, verbally attack them for their beliefs or just who they are. And I, I think you're absolutely right. It's the uh, the keyboard warrior mentality. It's the, um, it makes it very easy for people to be nasty when they're not held accountable. There's no accountability. There isn't a person uh, looking you in the eye or you're not looking them in the eye and getting an instant response from them. And that emboldens people who are, you know, have a bully, bullying tendency or, you know, and the reality is these are people with a deep well of dissatisfaction in their own lives. So, right. and that's why I, I refuse to take any of it personally. And you know, even when they go personal, because, you know, they have nothing else to say, they'll, they'll pick a feature on you and, you know, attack that. And uh, the reality is happy, content people never attack other people. So, you know, when you look at it that way, you kind of go, ah, you poor, sad thing, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, it used, it bothered me in the beginning because I, I, I like feel people's emotions. Like if somebody's feeling really sad, like I feel really bad for them and I want to fix it. I guess I'm a fixer. That's like, You're I want to fix it. I'm a fixer. I want to fix things. Um, 
And so at first I was like, I was taking it really personal. And now mm-hmm. I'm just like, well, you're just giving my video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now it's like, thank you. Thank you for uh, giving my video the potential for more views. Good job. <laughs> and you said it exactly right. It's on them. It's about mm-hmm. them. And um, yeah, I mean, I think part of being an LEO wife is having thicker skin, right? Because yes. A lot of times your LEOs, they have kind of a strong personality and uh, the life just kind of comes with uh, needing to be stronger. Right. And absolutely. So I think we just, whether you're born or you come into the relationship with that thick skin or it Mm -hmm. develops over time, you have to have it there at some point, you know? Yeah, that's so true. Now, growing up, uh, Leo, you or Leo family, um, you already had the thick sin. I'm gu- I'm guessing that was already already there for you. That was already part of your uh, DNA, so to speak, right? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I really <laughs> had a choice, you know. But to me, because I was, a, um, I was, it was just part of my life. I didn't feel any different growing up. I. Uh, other than my dad wasn't at, like I played softball and soccer. My dad couldn't be there most of the time. And uh, mm-hmm. I had to rely on friends to get me to and from a lot of places. Um, but I, yeah, I think you just kind of, and you know, when they walk in based on the look on their face, if mm-hmm. you give them a little bit, <laughs> right. Or you speak to them. Yeah. Um, I think the hardest part is that when I was growing up, um, my dad, I think he was kind of more of an old school cop in the way that you don't talk about it a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. You just kind of keep it to yourself. And I just saw that wear on him. He worked in, he was a traffic officer at the end, but before that, for I think about four or five years, he uh, was the sergeant for child internet um, crimes against them and that'll take a toll yeah he was a person that none of us knew for those five years and Mm -hmm. so uh, my husband and I have been together since we were 14 uh so I knew him before he was an officer and we when he decided he wanted to be an officer we made an agreement that I didn't want to see that I didn't want to see the toll that it took on my dad to him or on my mom Mm -hmm. and so I, I told him you need to talk like I I need to hear the stories. And first of all, so I'm not like imagining things in my own head, right. but I, I can take it. So let we need to talk about it. And he's not a very vocal guy. But I said, mm-hmm. this is what we need to do. We just need to have a report. It just needs to be normal for us. And right. it works for us. I know a lot of LEO wives don't want to know. Like mm-hmm. they don't. They just, ignorance is bliss. And that's good that that works for them. You just need to find what works for your own family. Um, My son wants to know. We don't, we don't (laughs) tell him everything. Sure. Right. (laughs) We do want him to understand that there's really good people in the world, but there's Mm -hmm. also some really bad people that you don't realize. And then there's Mm -hmm. those people in between that make mistakes and, uh, we need the officers there to help when those mistakes are being made, but they, mm-hmm. it, they can come back from that. So. That's such a great lesson to, to teach him and such, such a great way to put it 
So thank you for creating and fostering a a person who's going to grow up to be really well balanced because that that's really one of the huge key things that ends up causing the most trouble, which is lack of balance in our world. And of course, everywhere and everything, but since we're, we're Leo family, that's what we talk about. Um, but not having that balance. So I love that you set the, the, um, the foundation for your family of how things were going to go and how you're going to handle those situations, because it is a hugely important conversation to have, uh, to let your partner know that, listen, I I'm here for whatever you've got going on. I'm the person that you come to. I'm the one that you share all of these things with, and I've got your back. I've, I've got your six, as we like to say, and that's huge. I think that's such a valuable um, uh, tool, training tool, so to speak, for for our law enforcement family, for people who are just coming into uh, this lifestyle. Um, I think that's probably the most fantastic advice. So I will be stealing that and, and using it. But I will I will credit you. I will credit you all the time. I'll, I'll say, uh, Nicole said. <laughs> Nicole told me. So if you're Nicole mad about it, me. you better talk to her. We're just such people that like, what works for us, I understand doesn't work for everybody. Um, yeah. But I think like you said, you just need to have that conversation. What mm-hmm. is going to work for you and your um, husband or wife, whoever's the LEO, um, because divorce is so high Mm -hmm. in this career and it's not because of abuse, like the trolls, my husband has never (laughs) abused me ever. Um, but I, I think it's more the, um, disassociation, right. And Mm -hmm. the not connecting because they're not there all the time. Right. So then when you do get your time together, what's the best use of that time? Right. What, do you guys want to talk about it or do you just mm-hmm. want to have fun and, and be light? But it needs to work for both of you. And of course, right. what will work sometimes isn't always going to work. And a lot of times mm-hmm. they're not ready to talk about it right away. But you just have to figure out what works for you guys. And yep. it's revolving, like moving and you have to keep up and so true. Yeah, we always we always had a thing. Now you know it's it's so routine that um, we don't have to say it. But it, earlier in our marriage relationship, it, we would the question would basically be you know after you, if you knew it was a bad bad day, it was it was essentially three questions in one. It was uh, so what do you need from me? Do you need to talk? Do you need distraction? Or you know I, I'm already forgetting what the third is. Probably my my sudden eye injury. Uh, silence, distraction, or talking. But uh, but those were the questions basically to say you know what do you need from me? Do you need distraction? Do you need to talk? Anything, whatever you need, just let me know. You say which one it is, and that's what we'll do. And you know and that and that's always worked for us. He'd say I you know I want silence, and for him that would be going in his music room and playing the guitar, or playing the drums, and and that would be fine. And okay, go do that. And when you're ready. We'll we'll move on to the next thing. But the obvious statement is is that you do have to pull it out of the drawer at some point and address it. But it does need to be when they're ready. If you keep pushing and you know harassing, it's the same thing for us. If you think about what you want and need, if you're not ready to talk and somebody's going, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, you know, it's only going to push you away further. So I, I love your system. I think that's fantastic, and and I'm, I think it's so cool that you established it like really early. Uh, a lot of times this conversation doesn't come out in, in couples like this, 
until they've been having a lot of problems. And then it comes out, well, this is what I need. Well, geez, if I knew that earlier, <laughs> you know, right. they could have avoided it. What to do, right? You're supposed to learn from your childhood what yes. your parents did that you did not like. <laughs> exactly. You're supposed to be better, right? Right. And then my son yes. will figure what he doesn't like about us and how we messed him his life up. And then he'll figure that out for his family. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The goal is to not repeat mistakes. <laughs> oh, well, that is literally like the most perfect note to end it on. It's it's uplifting. It's inspiring. It's helpful. It's all of the things. So thank you so, so much for joining me on here. Um, I would love to have you back on again, if you would be willing to. We have we have so many topics that we can cover and talk about. And uh, and we both. It, so here's one of the reasons why I love Nicole. One of our, I hope you don't mind my sharing this, but in one of our exchanges, uh, email exchanges, Nicole said something to the effect of that she's not like a mushy gushy person. And that was when I decided that I love her because I'm not a mushy gushy person either. So, you know, and and the thing was like, we weren't going to have this, like a big mush fest of like, oh my God, I love my Leo so much. He's, you know, no, we're not those people. Of course we love them so much, duh. But like, you know, for me, my version of being mushy is like, you know, I say things like, dude, (laughs) sup. (laughs) That's how mature I am. In your training uniform, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My my idea of a romantic gesture is to go, damn, <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> so we speak the same language. I love that. So. I could figure that out, like through your TikToks, like you, <laughs> yeah, you're totally like, sorry, the sarcasm, right? Yes. Like that's how I get, we get through life is being sarcastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, when you replied that this wasn't going to be a mushy, gushy session, I said, okay, I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) I love my husband and he's an amazing person, amazing officer and, but nobody's perfect. And I am, oh my gosh, I just, (laughs) I just (laughs) about him all the time. (laughs) Have you seen that video? There's a woman that does a great video of uh it's like the caption on it is something like all these other uh wives looking at their husband like whatever and then she does her version of it and she's like making all these you know sarcastic snotty faces <laughs> it's hysterical you gotta I gotta find it for you if I find it again I'll I'll tag you in it so you can see it but I'm like oh my god that's that's yeah I get that <laughs> but yeah I would love to come talk to you because this is like talking to a friend like or exactly the, I, this is easy uh, yes good for having that's me. my goal and congratulations on the new granddaughter here she's thank adorable you. You thank you so happy. so much I'm so obsessed with her I um I I got back home on Sunday night and um I so we left our flight was at like 7 p.m so we had to leave the kids at uh I don't know probably like around 5 30 so um from 5 30 on Sunday until about um two o'clock on Monday I just cried <laughs> just cried the whole time being away from <laughs> it's very pathetic so and not, so so much for not being mushy but um yeah it was a train wreck absolute train wreck but uh we we are facetiming every day and uh yeah she is just such a perfect little thing and I I could torture people with a whole episode of talking about the fabulousness of my my granddaughter. <laughs> but thank you, like thank you. Pregnancy hormones too, right? Like, <laughs> yes. you can blame, but okay, perfect. Of- I like that. That's where I'm going with. Yeah, sympathy 
hormones, I guess. <laughs> oh, all right, Nicole. Thank you so, so much for coming on the show with me today. I appreciate it. This was a lot of fun and I can't wait to do it again. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us for another episode. Uh, Nicole was awesome, wasn't she? She was a a great guest. I really do look forward to having her on again. And um, so I'm probably going to go take a little trip to uh, the eye doctor and uh, make sure I didn't tear my cornea or something. Um, And yeah, so how about that? What a crazy episode. Never, uh, never uneventful for me. I can tell you that much. So thank you guys so much. And we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the show. We'll see you next time on Blue Family Unity with Elsa Kurt. And remember, united we thrive. The Blue Family Unity Show was created, written, and produced by Elsa Kurt. Music written and produced by Dan Tracy. If you would like to be a guest on the Blue Family Unity Show, contact bluefamilyunity at gmail.com.